Good evening and welcome one more time to the University of Spiritual Warfare. We welcome you this evening and we are excited about what the Lord is doing, but let's dive right in. May 19, 2022. Our topic tonight is on time, on schedule, according to the Master's plan. Everything that the Lord has destined and scheduled to happen is on time and on schedule according to his plan. We're going to look at the USA this evening, and we're going to look at America, because we've seen uh, many serious developments coming our way, and sometimes the things we hear, sometimes the things we read, it just don't make any sense. We're saying something is wrong. There's a disconnect. <clears throat> but let's look at what the Bible says, and let's look at everything in light of history, how history repeats itself. First thing I want you to know today is that the USA is 246 years old in July. America will be how many years as an empire, a nation? 246 years in July. Longest lasting empires were the Spanish Empire, the British Empire, and the Ottoman Empire. They lasted 250 years. Those are the longest recorded empires of all the major empires, that is. So the longest empire lasted 250 years. Will America make it to 250 years? We don't know. We are four years short and a couple months, maybe two months. Anything can happen in that time. Everything now is dependent upon the grace of God. Israel and USA were the two special covenanted empires or countries, nations that covenanted with God. Israel made a covenant with God, and America made a covenant with God. The pilgrims did. There were only two have covenanted with the Lord. But God, as we read in the Bible, he becomes angry, and he is angered. God becomes angered by immoralities. Now, in the Old Testament, in the book, uh, in, the, in the many books of the Old Testament, when God, people did things, they did not have what is called coded immoralities, meaning they adopted a law. The nation adopted a law saying this is legal or this is not legal. But what happened in the nation many times in Israel, behavior, immoral behavior, became acceptable. It became open, and no one said anything. The kings didn't do anything. The priests didn't do anything. Everybody turned the other way. They said, live and let live. This is what they did. So what are we looking at today? God is angered by not only that base action of immoralities, but when nations begin to code their immoralities. In other words, they adopt laws from the highest uh, rulership, the courthouses of the land. And they say, this is the law of the land. And this is what has happened in America. And many Western European first world nations. It is a law on the books 
And the laws on your books tells them you can have two men get married or two women getting married. It has been codified into law, homosexuality. And this is where the nations have come. Not like in the Old Testament, the majority of the people started doing it and people just looked the other way. No, it is codified into law. So God is angered by what is going on with these nations. And please understand again, it is the Western nations, the European nations, the first world nations, Canada, America, and many other nations that have codified into law the acceptance of homosexuality. And they have put laws upon their books, all these laws that says it is legal and it is acceptable. So the nation, the whole nations that have done that, are walking against the word, the will, and the plan of God. So let me make that abundantly clear to you. Many nations also have also put on their books, they have already coded their acceptance of making their children pass through the fire to Moloch. Well, most people don't understand passing through the fire. Well, in the, in the, in the book of Jeremiah, in the book of the Chronicles, book of the Kings, we hear about the Valley of Hinnom. That's a place in Israel that in that day and time, the people of Israel, they made their children to pass through the fire to Moloch. They followed the practices of the Canaanites and the Edomites and different people that were in the land. And what is the passing through the fire? They burned their babies. They took their little boys, like King Manasseh. He burned two sons. He killed them. And the practice was for them to kill the babies, cut out the hearts of the babies eat some of the flesh, eat the heart, drink the blood. And then they burn the rest of the children in the fire as an offering to Moloch. Why did they do that? Because Moloch promised them financial or monetary success. Moloch promised them good crops, success in their uh, livestock, reproduction, and that everything will be well. Today, People are doing the same thing, but they're not doing it for livestock, and they're not doing it for uh, reproduction of their farm animals. They're doing it for what? Money, fame, popularity, making children, burning children as sacrifices, drinking their blood, and eating their flesh. And this is being done. Now, legally, it is being done in America, and again, the first world countries. And it's being done through what? Abortion. This is legal in most of those first world nations. And this is allowing the children to pass through the fire to Moloch. These little babies are offered as a sacrifice, terminated from the safest place in the world, the womb, and killed. And they see it as a sacrifice. By the way, this Church of Satan, <coughs> the last article I read, they said they are going to weigh in, and they're going to tell the Supreme Court, you can't do what you just did. Why? Because all of what we do, all of these abortions, is a sacrifice or a sacrament to Satan. Yes, they did that. You can Google that. So here we see 
that these things anger the Lord. And the Lord says, look at these nations. These nations have defied me. They have gone against my word. And God was long-suffering, very patient, because he doesn't strike back right away. He's speaking to the people. But the people are not hearing. He's speaking to the nations, but the nations are not hearing. Primarily the first world nations, the European nations, America, Canada, the first world nations, the most preeminent nations, they are the ones that have these laws upon their books. God is angry and he's speaking, but they're not listening. And we are seeing today that these nations are doing everything regarding deception. They're trying to deceive. They're telling lies, big lies, long enough and loud enough in their acts of deception. These nations have anti-Christian stances. They have taken the position against God. Psalm number two says, why do the heathen rage? People imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth have taken their position, the rulers and the kings, against the Lord and against his anointed, who is Jesus Christ. So they have taken an anti-Christian stance. In addition to all that was done before, and we are seeing now the persecution of Christians. We're seeing now... <coughs> What Christianity stands for is being attacked. Let me give you an example. Christianity stands for the life, and especially the life of the unborn. It is being attacked. Have you seen, have you read about the hordes of people that have come out to protest what the, the leak from the Supreme Court, or what they said they were going to do with Roe versus Wade? Have you seen the volume of people, the volume of rhetoric? So what does that tell you? It tells you that life, the this, this sanctity of life, the protection of life is being attacked. So when they come out and do something of that nature, what is that? It, it involves or entails the persecution of Christians. Christians are being what? Persecuted. So, this is what we see coming from primarily in America regarding that stance. But it's going to happen across the first world nations of the world. We've seen even in Israel over a thousand people who said, well, not in Israel, in America, who say they're Jews and say it's our right to do what we have to do. And this is an interest, Jewish interest. So even people who identify as Jews are in favor of it. They were in favor of it back in the Old Testament. They're now in favor of it now in this time in the New Testament era. So here we have a very powerful situation where many people are openly rising up against the Lord. They are literally shaking their fists in the face of God. They are literally rising up against God and said, How dare you? And by the way, how dare you was the cry I heard with many, many senators, congressmen, important people. 
How dare you touch Roe versus Wade? How dare you tell a woman what to do with her body? How dare you? And this is their attitude. Deception is all around. Anti-Christian stances and along with their persecution. We are to understand that the Bible makes certain declarations and tells us certain mysterious things in it, and it makes revelations to us. I have decoded the Bible, and I have taught you before. For example, from Revelation, the 17th chapter, the 5th verse, John the Revelator said he saw this woman, and she was dressed in a certain manner, very elegantly dressed, very royally dressed, and she was arrayed and decked out with precious stones, and she was called Mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots, and the queen of all fornications. She was given that label by John the Revelator. And what we are seeing is a Mystery Babylon. We are seeing the fornicating behavior of Mystery Babylon. We are seeing now Everything come to the forefront. We're seeing the nation I identified as Mystery Babylon doing exactly what that nation in the Bible is supposed to do. Now, I'm going to invite you to turn your Bibles to Revelation 17 and look at verse 18. We've been through this already, but I'm going to invite you to turn your Bible back to Revelation 17 and verse 18. <clears throat> We're going to have you keep your Bibles handy with you today. Revelation 17. Well, let's go to the fifth verse. Let's do a refresher. Revelation 17, verse 5. It says, Upon her head, her forehead, was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, Mother of Harlots and Abominations of the Earth. Mystery, Babylon the Great. Mother of harlots, abominations of the earth. Who is this mysterious Babylon? We asked the question already. Who is this mysterious Babylon the Great? Who the Bible refers to as the mother, the producer of all the prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth. She is the producer of it. Just like a mother giving birth to children, she gives birth to not only abominations, every abomination of the earth. Read that Bible again. Verse 5, Revelation 17. On her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the Great. So this Babylon was called the Great Babylon, the Great, a great nation. Mother, producer of harlots or prostitutes, and what? Not only producing prostitutes, but of the abominations, plural, of the earth. So I hope you're seeing how wretched this nation is. But she was a huge nation. Mystery, Babylon the Great, meaning it was a great nation. So let's go down to verse 17 and see. A, beg your pardon, verse 18 of Revelation 17. And who is this mystery Babylon? The woman who rides the beast. It says in the 18th verse, the woman which you saw 
is that great city, the great city which rules or which reigns over the kings or the rulers of the earth. So there is a city. There is a city above all cities of the earth that rules over every one of the cities of the earth. What city was that? Or what city is that? A great city that reigns consistently over all the kings of the earth. And we came to the conclusion that that city is New York City. And that New York City is in America, of course. So that nation is Babylon. And the nation is America. So America is referred to as Babylon. And I taught you before that America was also referred to as the daughter of Babylon. So we are seeing that the Bible is coming together. And when we look at it, we see this past two months, three months, we're seeing that the nation, the city, who reigns over the kings, the rulers of the earth, reigning over other nations. We're seeing America push the fire in Europe and told Europe, NATO, what to do and how to draw Russia into a war and how to push Russia and entice Russia to come into a war. And that war has started. And we're seeing when the nations were haltering and saying no, when Germany was saying uh, they were fiddling and saying no, they were pushed. We're told, we don't know what happened in the back room, but we know they were pushed and they were told this is what you got to do. And all the nations, including America, are now giving arms to Ukraine. And all the Ukrainians are dying like flies. And we are seeing now $40 billion has been approved just today. Uh-huh. Approved today by the Senate, passed the, House, the Congress already, the House, approved by the Senate. So $40 billion more is going to go to Ukraine making a total of $53 billion from America to Ukraine for the war against Russia. And not only that, but all the NATO countries are giving little money here, little arms here, pushing it to Ukraine to fight Russia. So which nation controls the rulers, the kings of the earth? You can clearly see that that nation is the USA. So, we are looking at Babylon, and we are looking at what Babylon is doing. She rules over the kings of the earth. So when we deduce, we see that Babylon is America. We are looking again. America is in high, ultra-high defense of lies. Truth is attacked before it's even uttered. What happens? Truth is attacked before it's even uttered. I taught you before, and I'm going to teach you again. Goebbels, William Goebbels, Hitler's minister of propaganda. Goebbels said, if you tell a lie big enough, long enough, and loud enough, people will begin the lie. And I've taught you again, many times also, that the first casualty of war is truth. Whenever a war breaks out or something goes on, more lies and disinformation, propaganda is being told and you can shake a stick at. 
So when you see what's going on in all the major newspapers, you don't know what's going on, don't buy it. Don't get your blood pressure up. Don't believe all that stuff. Right now, they, 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 they have told so many lies. They're calling the surrender in Mariupol a withdrawal and not a surrender. It was a surrender of the Ukraine Defense Forces, but they call it a withdrawal. So if you're reading the newspaper, you would not know that there was a surrender of these troops to the Russians. It was called a withdrawal. So we are seeing truth is attacked before it's even uttered. I want you to understand that when it comes to truth, I want you to be able to shout out the real truth because the truth is the word of God. The Bible tells us that the truth, even though trampled to the ground, shall and must rise again. Even though they try to stamp out Christianity in the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible, even though they try to shut down uh, the name of Jesus Christ, they're coming against the Lord and against his anointed, the Bible says he will rise again. He warns them that if you do certain things like that, God says, I will speak to you in his wrath and he'll vex you in his sore displeasure. He will have you in derision. That's what he told the nations. That's what the nations are in right now. They're in complete chaos. The Bible tells us that the nations are in perplexity. Distress with perplexity. They don't know what to do. And this is what we are seeing going on in the world today. All the nations, you know what? They have come together and said, what we got to do? Because they have no answer. The currencies are so bad. Financially, everything, the economy, money and everything is so out of whack. Everything is so trampled. They have decided that we're going to slash it and burn it. We're going to destroy it, burn it to the ground. And then after we burn it to the ground, we're going to build it back. And then they not only say we're going to build it back, but we're going to build it back better. That's where they get build back better from. That's what they believe is going to help them. But it won't help them. Build back better won't help. Okay, he said Jesus is not on board in that plan. So no matter how they try to work something out without him, it's not going to work. So the truth, even though trampled to the ground, it's going to rise again because the word of God shall prevail. That's why we picked our title. And we're telling you now that everything is on time, on schedule, according to the master's plan. Everything that God has is on time and on schedule. So when you look and you see what's going on around the world, and all this confusion, all this chaos, and we talked about today what the Bible says is going to happen, that one-fourth of the world's population is going to die. Why? The pale horse is riding now. The pale horse is the only named rider. His name is Death. And not only is his name Death, but Hell follows Death. And after Hell follows Death, famine, hunger, a beast of the field, a beast of the earth are going to kill people. Two billion people are going to die. We talked about a gentleman named Mr. Nenner. I was reading an article in an interview yesterday. And Mr. Nenner 
he is a man that does study through computers on major wars throughout history, over 3,000 years of war. And he puts it in his computer, and I don't know what he does with it and how he extrapolates it. But he says there is a master war coming. And he said, through his computer calculations, that one-third of the world's population is going to die, and it's going to happen very suddenly. One-third of the Earth's population. Well, the Bible didn't say one-third is going to die. It says one-quarter, 25%. So I believe the mercy of God is going to kick in. I think he's a little overestimated. But he's close, he's close, he's close. 25% to 33%, pretty close. But I think God's mercy will kick in. One quarter, two billion people. Why? Because the Bible said so. God cannot lie. And this is what we see is going on. Now, as we see what is going on in the world, what's going to happen to Babylon? Have you ever thought about that? I'm sure most people in America don't think about it. Most people in America haven't heard much preachers think, preaching from my angle. I've never heard a preacher preaching from my angle, but I'm going to tell you this. There are many references to America in the Bible, and I've written about that in my last book, and in my current book, To Be Published. And these are direct references. And by the way, these are revelations that the Lord has given me. I pray and I fast and I read and I study. And I ask God many questions over the years. And I didn't have a revelation from God or wisdom from God until 30 years later, from 1988 to 2018, the Lord began to download on me and give me words information. Why? Because he said the fullness of time has come. So I began to see the position of America to know these things. And I've bought many books in the 80s, the 90s, what's going to happen, and I've read all this stuff. I've watched television stuff, seen some of the television movies, uh, Left Behind, all that kind of stuff. And guess what? Most of that stuff is not true because they haven't hit the nail on the head. And the Lord had to take me back to the Bible and show me and teach me for himself what the truth is from the word of the living God. So we're going to sit down. We're going to get a couple of key verses to show you again. We've done this before. Who America is. America is referred to as the hammer of the whole earth. Turn your Bibles to Jeremiah 50. We're going to go through a couple of scriptures in Jeremiah 50. And if you look at 23, Jeremiah 50, verse 23, it says, and it asks the question, how is the hammer of the whole earth cut asunder and broken? How is Babylon become a desolation among the nations? Two questions, the A clause and the B clause. How is the hammer of the whole earth cut asunder and broken? How is, matter of fact, it's not two questions, it's two statements. Beg your pardon. How is Babylon become a desolation, a waste, wasted nation among the nations? So it makes two statements, not questions. It makes two statements. And now let's look at the word. It says the hammer of the whole earth, cut asunder and broken. How is it cut asunder and broken? 
hammer of the whole earth. Which nation? Put your thinking cap on. Which nation could you refer to as the hammer of the whole earth? Which nation would you refer to as the hammer? Would you refer to it as Russia, China, or the USA? Which nation impacts the whole earth? I'm not talking about so many countries, a few countries, but the entire earth. There's a nation where all the, almost all, every person, every nation of people, they want to come to one country, to America. There's a nation that's called an empire, a superpower. It's called America. And the Bible asks the question or makes the declaration, how is the hammer? Stop right there. What do you do with a hammer? <laughs> if you're a hammer, then everything looks like what? It looks like a nail. You hammer it. So if something looks like a nail, what do you do? You hammer it. If you're a hammer, anything looks like a nail, you hammer it. And if it doesn't look like a nail, it looks like a coconut, you break it. Right? There you go. So how is the hammer of the whole earth? Which nation hammers the whole earth? Well, let me give you a little something about the USA. The USA has over 800 military bases throughout the entire world. There's virtually just a small amount of nations that America does not impact. America does not impact North Korea and Iran, the two are polar opposites, and very small amount of nations, they are insignificant. Of course, we know Russia and China, two very large countries, and, but there is trade going on, or there was trade going on between Russia and America. So now that there has been a difference of opinion and there has been the attack in Ukraine, America is seeking to isolate Russia. America is seeking to what? Embargo Russia, to cancel Russia. That's the new terminology. Isolate Russia, cut off Russia. They cut them off from the SWIFT payment system. They're totally isolated. They're sanctioned to the max. Their people are sanctioned to the max. Last time I read over 6,000, uh, I don't want to give you false information, maybe about 6,600 or 6,900 and something sanctions against Russia. Yeah. So who did that? America. So who is the hammer of the whole earth? Is it China? No. Is it Russia? No. It's the USA. For America to sanction Russia, and, uh, and China has been also sanctioned, then you know who is the one that is the hammer of the whole earth? The superpower. They talk about hegemony. Huh? The unipolar, one polar, unipolar empire. America is the sole empire. And the nations of the world, China, Russia, and say, no, this is not a unipolar world anymore. This is a multipolar world. We are just as big, and we are coming at you. We want room, and you have to recognize us and treat us as equals because you're not the top dog in the world anymore. So the Bible says, Jeremiah 50, 23, how is the hammer of the whole earth 
caught asunder and broken. What does that mean? It means that America will be cut down, caught asunder, and broken. And this is the Bible. Now, I know some people say, no, this couldn't be. But look at the word again. Who is the hammer of the whole earth? Which nation is the hammer of the whole earth? And now it, in the B clause, it says, how is Babylon become a desolation among the nations? And we all remember first Babylon over in Iraq. King of Babylon was Nebuchadnezzar, was a world empire, ruled the empire. Well, America has been referred to as the daughter of Babylon. So Babylon was the empire over in Iraq, the Middle East. That's not what is working or what's going on right now. That has been replaced by another empire. And the Bible calls that empire Babylon also. But that empire is the USA. So how is Babylon become a desolation? How has it become wasted among the nations? How, can we, how, how has it become broken down among the nations? It's not going to happen one shot. It's going to be a, a succession of events. And we're going to go through some of those events from the Bible today, tonight. Now, in the 24th verse, Jeremiah 50, 24, it says, God says, I have laid a snare, a trap for you. He's talking to Babylon. And you're also taken. You've been caught in the trap. O Babylon. And you, thou was not aware. You were not even aware of it. You are found. You're also caught. Because you have striven against the Lord. You strive you fight against the Lord. So God is saying to Babylon, you fight me, your arms are too short to box with me. Because there's no way you can fight me, I am the Lord. You're fighting Jesus. And America does not, no one understand it, you're fighting Jesus. Because you see, we get this concept in our mind. And when you talk about Jesus, you're talking about gentle Jesus, meek and mild. You know, you slap him around and spit on him and put him on a cross naked and crucify him. That's the Jesus the people relate to. But that's not Jesus. Jesus came and endured all that stuff, all that humiliation. So me and you would not endure it. So me and you would step up to a higher position and a higher calling. So when they think you're dealing with that Jesus, uh-uh. Because you see Jesus, you see that at the right hand, and when he comes, or when he returns again, he's come back to do some killing. He's going to kill some people. The Bible says his vesture is going to be dipped in blood. What blood? The blood of his enemies. And right there where he goes, while he walked on the face of the earth, he gave us strategies, Code 7. And he gave us his word, and he told us how to do it. He tells us how to confront the devil and beat, defeat the devil. Shut down and silence the voice of the devil. He told us nothing shall by any means hurt us because he has given us trampling power. Trample upon the serpents and upon the scorpions. 
So he never left us naked. He never left us with uh, like we're little begging orphans. Don't believe that because many Christians are not billionaires. You know what it takes to be a billionaire? Uh, if you don't invent something, you have to rob, cheat, kill, drink babies, blood, eat babies' flesh, sacrifice something, a baby to the devil, and he'll make you a billionaire. You'll become famous like a movie star or a singer. How do you sing? You sing rubbish to the devil. You sing wickedness to the devil. Yes, you'll make you famous. Many of the pe- many movie stars and singers and people have money because of that. Not us. We got the real deal. So it says, how is the anim- the hammer of the whole earth cut asunder and broken, and how is Babylon become a desolation among the nations? I laid a trap for you. And you're also taken. You're caught in the trap, Babylon. And you was not aware. <laughs> you weren't even aware you're caught. You're found and also caught because you have striven against the Lord. You're fighting against Jesus. The Lord had opened his armory. Verse 25, Jeremiah 50. What did God do? Open his armory. What's an armory? An armory is a safe, uh, big building, safe building, very heavily fortified building, strong building, where weapons are kept, all manner of weapons are kept. I know many armories, there are many armories over in this region, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, there are armories, and National Guard has armories, where they got Humvees outside. They got weapons on the inside, very fortified areas. You know, it's, it's, it's very fortified, very secure. That's an armory where they keep weapons, ammunition. God has opened his armory, and he has brought forth the weapons of his indignation, his wrath, his fury, and his anger. Now, someone might say, well, what does that mean? Well, whenever Israel didn't do what they were supposed to do, and God speak to them and they wouldn't listen, they spoke to them and they wouldn't listen, they disobeyed God, God would allow another adversary to come by and whoop them and kill some of their people. Do you remember this place called Ai? Joshua and his men, he said, hey, it's a little town. We don't have to send a lot of fighting men up there. So he sent a few men. When they went up there to take this little place called Ai, the people of Ai, the men of Ai came out, and they were fierce. Not the size of the dog, it's how much fights in the dog. And when they came out, they drove Joshua's men and whooped them and killed some of them and killed them. And they ran. They turned their backs and they ran. They thought the Lord was with them. But the Lord's, the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord had departed from them and they knew it not. Uh So the Spirit of the Lord departed from them and they knew it not. They thought God was with them. God was not with them. God opened his armory. He brought forth the weapons of his indignation through Ai, the men of Ai. 
This is the work of the Lord, God of hosts, in the land of the Chaldeans. And that's what God is saying. Come a certain date and time, God says, I'm going to open my armory and another nation. Or I'm going to infiltrate you with people. I was teaching on that uh, uh, today. In Jeremiah 51, he says, I'm going to fan you. I'm going to make people come in here and suck you dry. And that's what's happening. Why? Because you have striven against me. You have fight, you're fighting with me, and I'm going to put you down. So God opens his armory, and he brings a people to come against the people that will not obey him. And he opens his, the weapons of his indignation. Do you know that right now, that many people who are in the leadership position, top leadership position in America, they're not for America? Hmm? They are planted in high, 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 high positions to bring America down. They're double agents. Do you hear what I'm telling you? I can prove that to you in the Bible in Jeremiah 51. Because that's God's plan. So don't believe that all the decisions are being made. That's why they don't make no sense to you. They don't make sense. Because the plan is, what God said, what God is going to do, he is going to do what he said he will do. He has opened his armory, and he has brought forth weapons of his anger, righteous anger. It's the work of the Lord. I was explaining to someone today, I said, the open border we have in the south, everybody coming across, they're catching people from all the nations of the world. Do they know who is coming across? Other than some people coming from South America, Central America, Mexico, looking for work and a better life. Great people. They work hard. Nothing wrong with that. But with the border open, do you know who else is coming in? The enemies of America. They don't have to sneak in. They just walk across the border. Pay the money to the coyotes, and they walk across the border. And once they come in, who knows what they're coming in with? They're coming with an agenda, and they're coming with an assignment. This is what God means when he says what? I have opened my armory. Hmm? I have opened my armory, and I brought forth the weapons of my indignation. There's a day and a moment and a time that's going to come Everybody is saying peace and safety? Sudden destruction is going to come. I've told many people, I said, I've lived through the time of the Vietnam War. I was a young man in the 60s, 67 on, time of the Vietnam War. We didn't have the Internet back then. But I've heard the news. I heard the television or read the newspaper, read magazine like Newsweek, Time magazine, and all the other magazines here. I read voraciously, you know, so I'm an avid reader. And I read where the generals and those who were running, running the war in Vietnam would say, yes, we're winning, the war tide is turning, and we're defeating the Viet Cong. We got it all under control. What did these generals do? They lied. Flat out lied. They lied to the president. They lied to the American people. They said, we got it under control. But what they didn't realize was God opened his armory. And they came up, the Viet Cong, 
in North Vietnam, the Viet Cong guerrillas were fighting the South Vietnamese. And one day they came up with what is called a Tet Offensive. And every Viet Cong person, they don't know where they came from, but they came down in hordes. They came down by the thousands, the millions, and they came down to South Vietnam and they invaded South Vietnam and they threw everything at South Vietnam. And all this army, the mighty army of America, who said, yes, we got it under control. We already got them on the run. We're defeating them. I said, they carpet bombed them. They used napalm. They used Agent Orange to defoliate the jungle. They did everything they could. And all of a sudden, in the Tet Offensive, where did they come from? God opened his armory. He has brought forth the weapons of his indignation. And before you know it, helicopters were on the American embassy, the roof, and people were frantic in leaving. Helicopters went on the roof, landed on the roof, and were ferrying people up to the airport to get them out. And in no time, it was over. The Viet Cong came into Saigon, and it was over. Why? God opened his armory and brought forth the weapons of his indignation. This is the work of the Lord. Uh-huh. And he did it in the land of the Chaldea. That's what's happening, going to happen to America. I saw everything during the days of Vietnam. I saw the lies. I saw the propaganda. And I'm seeing the same thing happen today. History has an uncanny way of repeating itself. You know, I never forget those stuff because, you see, I had many friends gone. They went to Vietnam. Some, some of them came back. Well, actually, not friends. They were just acquaintances. Some of them came back. They were cuckoo, PTSD. They were taught to murder the Vietnamese. They opened their machine guns and they'd kill indiscriminate killers. They were, they, they were messed up mentally. And some of them never came back. Never came back. Anyway, let's go on. Verse 31. Behold, God says, I'm against you. O thou most proud, said the Lord God of hosts. For thy day has come, the time that I will visit you. O thou most proud. Now, when I read that, when I read the scripture, every time I read the scripture, because I read the scripture every time I see, because I want to know what's going on and what God is up to, I have to read this and read this and read this again, because when he revealed this to me and told me that this is what, Jeremiah 50, 51, Isaiah 47, Isaiah 13, Isaiah 18, and many other scriptures that he gives me regarding America. America is very prominently displayed in the Old Testament. I know some preachers say America is not included in the Bible, in biblical prophecy. That's a lie. Don't listen to those guys. They don't study the Bible. But when I read this and I come to this part, it says, O thou most proud. Do you know what I think of instantly coming in my head? I was in uh, Belize 2019. Yeah, 2019. And I was taken around by my host, and I was looked in the city of Belmopan. And I saw the gay flag on the American embassy. I said, wow. i never seen this before. The pride flag. America supports pride. Not only was the American flag flying on a, on a, on a flagpole, 
But the pride flag, the gay flag, was on the front of the American embassy. And if you know anything about a flag, the symbol of who we are and what we stand for, this is what America tells the world. I stand for gay pride. O thou most proud, you come against God. You put it in your books, in your law. It is codified in your law. You take it to nations and show the little teeny nation, this is who we are, and we want you to become like us. Mystery Babylon, that whore, wants to fornicate with the world. Oh, thou most proud. This is what God says he's going to do. Your day has come. The time I will visit you. This is what God is saying right here. And the most proud shall stumble. This is what God is saying. Verse 32. The most proud shall stumble and fall. And none shall raise him up. And I will kindle a fire in his cities. And it shall devour all round about him. God says, I'm a kindle fire in your cities. Is it any wonder you saw in Portland, Oregon? Hmm? Washington State, Minnesota, all the cities, they were burning. New York City, burning. Who's responsible for all that? I think the Lord God is, according to his word here. Why? You're striven against the Lord. Oh, thou most proud. You most proud people. You and your pride parades. You are the one that shake your fist at me. God says you shall stumble. And you're going to fall. Why? Because the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So here we are seeing today the things that are going on. Everything is on schedule. Everything that is going on. And have you noticed that it seems like everything is all happening at the same time? It looked like a whole nest of black swans are coming in. A flock of black swans. Sanctions were put out against Russia. It's kicked out of the Swiss system. Told you cannot export this and that and that. And all of a sudden, gasoline is now $4.40 a gallon. Hmm? Everything is going crazy at the supermarket. Hmm? Things are going out of whack. Countries and the nations of the world are going crazy. I was just reading an article today that says gas is selling for $15 a gallon in Ukraine, and you've got to join the line and wait 12 hours for a tank full of gas. How many hours? 12 hours for a tank full of gas, costing what? $15 a gallon. This is happening in Ukraine. Why? Because the city that reigns over the kings of the earth has told him, this is what we want to do. This is what you're going to do it. And this is what's going on today. So when you try to put the pieces of the domino or the jigsaw puzzle together, you've got to understand that if you want to do that, you've got to go to the Bible first. And when you look at the Bible, you'll see how you put it all together. Because there is an answer. And there is a plan. And God reveals the plan right here in his word. And you cannot override or overrule this plan. How dare you think you can? 
That's what Babylon thinks they can do. Babylon believes they can override and overrule God. It's like what happened. <laughs> override God? Overrule God? Jesus sits on the throne? You see, you've got to understand that you're dealing with Jesus. The Bible says that well, judges no man. God the Father, the Godhead, judges no man. All judgment has been committed unto the Son. You're not fighting God. He's too high and holy. He's off limits. But people, when they think they're fighting God, no, you can't fight God. You're fighting Jesus. And you fight with him, he'll kill you because he's a killer. The Bible says God kill it, and he make it alive. Who's that referred to? That's Jesus. You mess with him, he'll kill you. Even though he didn't come in this world to... Well, he came in this world, and the world through him might be saved. But still, when things are running down here, it's him that runs the show. All judgment belongs to him. Nothing happens down here without him. Do you hear what I'm telling you? And you can't get to God without going to Jesus. He runs, he rules. Everything down here, up there, under the earth, under the sea, he is the one in charge. So here we, he tells us, this is what's going to happen. The most proud shall stumble and fall. Babylon is going to stumble and fall. In the timeline, everything is happening according to the timing of God. Everything is happening according to his plan, and he says so. Let's go to Jeremiah 51. O thou that dwellest, look at the 13th verse, O thou that dwellest upon many waters, abundant in treasures, your end is come, and the measure of your covetousness. O thou that dwellest upon many waters, abundant in treasures. Which country is that, by the way? That's what it's only referred to like an island, surrounded by water on every side. But this is so poignant. O thou, you, nation that dwells on many waters, the Pacific, the Atlantic, the Gulf of Mexico, and abundant in treasures. I was looking at this $40 billion. Where did they get $40 billion from? You know what they did? They borrow it. They create money. They borrow it. America was, uh, uh, when everything started before COVID, the, the deficit was, at, I think it was $18 trillion or $21 trillion. Now it's about approximately $29 trillion. Where did they borrow so much money from? How did they get all that money? They just print it. They put it on paper and say it's borrowed. You understand that? What is all this doing on this borrowing? It's part of the plan to bring America down, and I'll teach you about that later. But the 13th verse says, O thou that dwellest upon many waters, abundant in treasures, thine end is come, and the measure of your covetousness. Who is that nation? That nation is America, dwelling upon many waters and abundant in treasures. The richest nation of the earth, America. Prepare against her the nations with 
the kings of the Medes. So God is saying he's preparing against America nations with the kings of the who? The Medes. The captains of the Medes, the rulers thereof, and all the land of his dominion. Who are the Medes? I'm going to give you some homework. I know you won't agree with me. But have you ever heard in the Bible it talks about in the same book of Daniel, talk about the Medes and the Persians? They came and they took over Babylon back then. The Medes and the Persians. And here God says Babylon will be taken over by the Medes. Prepare against her the nations with the kings of the Medes. Anyway, the Medes are the Persians. Follow. Because the Medes are the Persians. When you look at the map, geographical map, and you look at the old Persia, Medes, the old Pers uh, uh, the Medes territory, when you look at the old map of where Media was, because Persia was, a, was, a, was an empire. And when you look at the Media, Media was inside of Persia. So when you talk about the Persians and the Medes, you're talking about the same people. So God is saying the Medes and the Persians, even though he didn't say the Persians, but he called them the Medes. He's preparing them. Prepare against Babylon the nations with the kings of the Medes, just like he did before, the Medes and the Persians. He didn't say Medes and Persians now, <coughs> but he said the Medes. We know where the Medes are, the Persians will be also. Then now he says in verse 42. I wanted to point this out to you. He said, the sea has come up upon Babylon. She is covered with the multitude of the waves thereof. Have you heard it said that Russia has what is called Poseidon, an underwater drone? Maybe you've heard it said that England could be washed over by a drone, underwater drone. Russia has a drone, which is like a submarine, that if they detonate that drone in the water, it will cause a huge tsunami wave. And that tsunami wave will wash over the entire island of Great Britain or England and kill everybody because the tsunami will be over a thousand feet, they say. Well, that drone, I've seen it in the, printed in the media, is said to be lurking or moving somewhere across the Atlantic Ocean. That, it's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when detonated. It will cause a thousand-foot tsunami. So they say, everything according, along the eastern seaboard of America and we know that 90% of Americans live along the cities. Tremendous amount of cities and people along the seacoast, along the areas that are low in altitude, not in the mountain ridges like in the Blue Ridge Mountains or the Appalachian Mountains. People don't live in the mountains. They live along the seacoast. They live in the flatlands. Well, I want to let you know tonight because I've seen this here many, many times. I never talked about it before. I kept it private. But I want to release this word tonight, Jeremiah 51 and 42. 
says the sea is come up upon Babylon. She is covered with the multitude of the waves thereof. How will the sea come up on Babylon? Because Russia will eventually one day release that underwater drone and it will cover the entire eastern seaboard, Miami, Florida, maybe the islands, thousand-foot tsunami, and all that will be covered. It's right here in the Bible. Jeremiah 51:42. The sea is come up upon Babylon. She is covered with the multitude of the waves thereat. It's a certainty. When, we don't know. But it will happen. Verse 57. We can see this going on right now in Washington, D.C. It says, I will make drunk her princes, her wise men, her captains, her rulers, her mighty men, and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake, said the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts. Mm. Do you know that your armed forces, American armed forces, American armed forces shouldn't be called under the direction of the Pentagon. It should be called a pentagram. Pentagram is a satanic symbol with a five-pointed star with the two horns of the star pointed upwards towards the sky. That's a pentagram, a five-pointed star. When you look at the Pentagon, they call it the Pentagon, but the pentagram, the military, U.S. military, it is filled with witches, warlocks, and a satanic people. It is rotten to the core. The Nazis, from World War II, 1,600 Nazis were brought from Germany into America. They have, they have taken over, and they have filled the Pentagon, or the Pentagram, with evil witches and warlocks. And if you know the Nazis, I've taught you that before. The Nazis were talking to fallen angels. That's why they learned so much thing, and they were very advanced in rocketry and weapons design. And America said, we want that same rocketry and weapons design. We want to be as mighty as Germany. So they brought him over. So what do you think they did? They went to work talking with the fallen angels, just like they did in Germany, the Vril Society and the Thule Society. And they began to converse with fallen angels. And this is what happened. God says, I will make her drunk, the princes drunk. I'll make them her wise men, her captains, her rulers, her mighty men. They shall fall asleep, a perpetual sleep, and not wake up. These people are out of their minds, I want to tell you that. Who said that? Said the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts. Now, I want to give you something else, and I want to close on what I give you right now. It will be destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah. Babylon will be destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah. Why does the Bible make a reference like that? Because they are practicing the same thing as, in like manner, as Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, people don't like to talk about that, but we've got to talk Bible. People don't want to touch those subjects. It's a hot-button subject. No, we're going to touch it. We're going to talk about it.
Now, I have something else I want to close out on this. The Roman Empire. Fall of the Roman Empire. Ten main reasons for the fall of the Roman Empire. Number one, main reason, we'll probably pick up with this next, next time, next week, was the invasion of the barbaric tribes. The barbaric tribes invaded Rome, all of the empire of Rome. So the barbarians, the barbarians, the barbarians, the people who were uneducated, very rude, very crude, very hostile, very murderous, the barbaric tribes invaded Rome. Number two, there was great, gross immoralities, a decline in morals and values. Rome became very, very immoral. Homosexuality, lesbianism, killing, murder, all of you name it, just like what we see going on today. Number three, high inflation, high prices. High what? Inflation, just like what we're having today. Number four, there was a low birth rate so that there was no replacement. The population became old. The old people died off and there were no young people coming up to replace them. So there was a low birth rate. Number five, rise of the Eastern Empire. Didn't God say, well, I raise one up and I put one down. Thank God he don't work. He doesn't do it like in a hurry. He knows how to do it. He knows how to make it on his timing. That's why we say tonight everything is working according to his timing, according to the master plan. But there was the rise of the Eastern Empire. Number six, there were natural disasters. And who rules natural disasters? A natural disaster is always called an act of God. Okay? Number seven, military overspending and overexpansion. 700 and I believe it's 70-something or 760-something billion dollars. Almost a trillion going, going close to a trillion dollars is what America spends on its military every year. Military overspending and overexpansion. Eight, lead poisoning. Lead poisoning. Lead poisoning. The water was poisoned. They used lead uh, piping or tubing to bring the water and it caused lead poisoning. So the people were poisoned. And we're seeing today that so many chemicals, so many different stuff, drugs, things injected in the body, mRNA vaccines, making a lot of people die. People are dying off, just like the lead killed off a lot of the people. Nine, economic troubles. Economic troubles. America is having economic troubles today. Economic troubles. We'll go into this next week. And ten, there was a lock. There was, a, there was no religious orientation. They worshipped idols this is what it is they lost contact with the god 
true God. Can you see the handwriting on the wall in America today? Can you see that the USA is going in the same direction? The 10 reasons why the Roman Empire fell. Can you see America doing the same thing today? We want to talk about this next week, and we want to take a look at it and see how America has defied the Lord, true and the living God. And we're going to look from the Bible, and I'm going to make, make sure I bring you the comparisons from the Word. And you don't, people will look at you and say, Norman, I don't agree with you, but that's okay. I will bring you the Word, and I'll let you know the revelations I got from God. And I can go through the Scripture. I've done that before. And I've given you the Bible. And I've given you many scriptures that point you and say, this is what it is. Don't believe for one moment. Don't you ever believe for one moment that God would not, or should I say God would leave America out of the picture. A nation that he loved, covenanted with him, the people that he loved, the pilgrims, and he still loves this nation because he's got some 24-carat gold people here. Like you and you and you, those who believe in and call upon the name of Jesus. I know several bishops and many saints of God. All I can do is call them 24-karat gold. The genuine men and women of God. Genuine children of God. And I know he loves them. My spirit bears witness with them that they are true children of God. But when we look at our leaders, and we look where they're leading us, they're fast-tracking us to the sewer. They're on a turbocharged path down into the pit of the sewer. We can't follow them. Because you see, if blind people follow blind people, everybody's going to fall in the sewer. Well, we ain't blind. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. We got a king already. We're part of the kingdom. We, lead, we follow where the king leads. His name is King Jesus. We follow his word. That's why I love his word. That's when I bring you stuff, I bring you the word. So you can chew on the word. If you don't like it, fine. But if you pray and ask God if this is the truth, then please do. This is why I bring you the word. And I bring it to you from the Bible. So we're going to take a look at the ten reasons why Rome fell. And we're going to do a comparison between Rome fall of the Roman Empire and America next week. Now I'll bring you some more biblical scripture to show you, to point you to the fact that Babylon, mystery Babylon, is the USA. And whatever the Bible writes about mystery Babylon, they're included in my last book. You need to get that last book. Escaping the New World Order, One World Babylon, through Bible Code 7. Get it. Study the strategy of Code 7 Warfare. Jesus used Code 7 Warfare. I was in a daily briefing today. Daddy Abraham, Daddy Isaac, Daddy Jacob, you know, bad boy Jacob that was changed to Israel. And even Jesus Christ used Code 7 Warfare. He showed us how. And they became victorious. Why are you not using it? Please study the strategy and use it. Because it works. May the Lord bless you tonight. May the Lord keep you. May he make his face to shine on you. Be gracious to you. May the Lord God lift up the light of his countenance upon you. And give you his peace.
but not until Jesus returns. Have yourself a fabulous and outstanding night. God bless you.